Welcome to Season 3 of Between Two Blue Devils, a podcast about the amazing educators, students, alumni, and citizens of beautiful Talmadge, Ohio. This season is going to be the best season yet as we sit down with people who have incredible stories to share and who are having an impact on our kids, in our community, and in our world. Now be sure to subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you listen to your podcasts on. If you like what you hear, please leave a review and give the podcast a rating. This is how we get the message out about our amazing schools and community. Now, crank up the volume, grab some coffee, kick up your feet, and get ready to be wowed as Season 3 begins. Welcome back, listeners. I am super excited for this episode. Uh, This is one that has been in the works for a long time. Uh, You are going to have the privilege and honor of hearing two of my former students. Now, anytime I have a chance to talk to former students who are now educators here in Talmadge, uh, I just get really excited. And these two young ladies I am incredibly proud of and so honored that the two of them are spending their evening here. It's evening where we're at right now, um, sharing their lives with us. Uh, I have the privilege of interviewing none other than Nina and Joanna DeFalco. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for thank having you us. Thank you for having us. We're excited. We are very excited. Well, you know what? That's one of the things I love so much about the two of you. Like, you're looking at me right now, and I was late. I showed up late, and you had the same <laughs> look on your face, this the constant smile. You are always full of joy and laughter, and you bring such passion to teaching. And that's one of the things I love thank about you, you and your that. whole family. Your whole family. That's really sweet of you. Thank We're you. We're a smiley bunch, I would say. Are you, <laughs> are you guys sure. always smiley? Yeah, I Nina always and I are. I feel like I get that a lot. And our mom, I our, would say we get that from our mom. Mom is very smiley. She's always super kind and warm. And I, yeah, I would say we definitely get that from mom. Yeah, dad's wonderful, but our mom is <laughs> not, not, not to, say. to say he's not. But our mom, everyone has said that about our mom. She's just like the sweetest smiley lady so oh she is and and, you know and your dad is always smiley every time I see him at a football game or a basketball game I mean they come up and they greet me they they shake my hand I mean I could go six months without seeing them Mm -hmm. and I'm getting that Italian hug and you know you feel like you're part of the family (laughs) yes yes they're but I mean they're both wonderful yeah we're very lucky and they still you know now we're what we're late 20s and mm-hmm. we're coaching and we're doing things in the school and they're still coming and supporting they us come to and everything they, they come yeah. to all of our games you know my our brother's out at kenmore garfield high school and he's athletic director and they go to his games and they go they go watch over there so they're our biggest supporters they're fantastic yeah they i mean they do they come to everything even as, if it's to sit and watch us coach and <laughs> they do watch our girls they do so oh, wow. they're the best they're very much still involved in talmage because you know we're still coaching and teaching in talmage so mm-hmm. yep and and i know your parents still live here in talmage right they do how about so, the two mm-hmm. of you Yes, we do actually. Yes, we do still live in Talmadge. We actually live together. Okay. Um, which is kind of funny because ever since we were little, we always said like we're gonna get an apartment together when we grow up. And our second year of teaching, yeah. So we stayed home for a year, kind of saved up, and then we moved in together, which has been a blast. Yeah, we, we love so living together. Love it. So we literally. <laughs> spend every you know we do everything minute together. together like we spend all of our time together yeah. but like it's great we have fun yeah and it's funny because well nina's getting married in july mm-hmm. um 
And like the hardest part for both of us is not living together. We don't know what we're going to do. So. <laughs> Nick well, and I keep saying, we're like, well, I mean, you could just live with us if you want to. <laughs> like, we'll just, it'll be fine. Take a third off the rent of the house payment. <laughs> yeah, right? that would be rent. fine. It's yep. fine. So, <laughs> so that's kind that's of gonna our be the hardest new part. endeavor. Yeah. Aww. Is is that but so what so what's the um you don't have to give your exact age but maybe what's the age different the years uh how far apart are you it's not even quite two years i think it's a like year a, and nine months yeah. is what it is yeah okay. i'm 29 and i'm 27. Mm -hmm. but there's a short period of time so joanna will turn 28 in june and then I won't turn 30 until August. So there's that very short period of time in the summer where we're like one year apart, right. you know? <laughs> so yeah, very close in age. Yeah. And the way you said that, you're, it's like, that's like a special period it of time. It is, yeah, year. I know. It is kind of a special period Bizarre, of time. Yeah. It is. I don't know why it all, we always talk about that. Like that's our one year apart time. <laughs> yeah, we've always been close though. We don't really fight a lot. We never have. No, not really. Well, if there was to be a disruption in your relationship, mm -hmm. right, and your mm -hmm. roommates and your sisters, uh -huh. what might that disruption be caused by? Okay. So, <laughs> like, I'm going to let you answer this okay. first. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to answer this first. So, I feel like what will happen is um, we'll be at home or something like that. And maybe like i haven't been like doing the dishes so like i'll be putting things in the sink and i'm like letting things pile up a little bit because i'm more messy than joanna is joanna's very neat she's very clean it just doesn't so bother me as much it doesn't so i might have some things piled up and i can tell joanna's like agitated with me just by like the way that she's like <laughs> you know like she's being a little short and i'll be like what's wrong like and she's just like you know like um you could just like help clean the apart. Like you could just do the dishes. Like that's something that you could do. And then we get like upset with each other for a minute and we kind of like go our separate ways in the apartment. It doesn't last long. It's like five, five minutes. 10 minutes and we come out and we're and like, then you're good. Sorry. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I feel like that's the really the only time we really disagree on stuff. Sometimes a cheer. I think when we're coaching <laughs> yeah. is when we tend to disagree on stuff too because we ha we'll have like different opinions on things, sh how things should go. Um, especially when it's like high stress, like competitions, camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to make decisions like quickly, especially at camp. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the only other time. And our other coaches and our girls like have told us before, like they can tell when we're getting upset with each other and everyone gets really stressed. <laughs> Everybody's like walking on eggshells. They're like, Nina and Joanna are mad at each other. Like we just don't say anything, don't oh, talk. <laughs> So, well, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you both have been coaching and you've been involved mm -hmm. in cheer for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Um, talk to me about how you got involved in, I mean, was that the only thing you did in high school? Did you cheer or were there other things that you did while you were in high school? As far as athletics, cheer was the only thing that I did. I also, Talmadge had a dance team back then. Mm -hmm. So I also did the dance team when I was in high school. Um, I was a part of a lot of clubs, um, maybe too many. I mean, mm -hmm. I really... I, I loved being involved. I was in student senate. I loved doing leaders in action. I was in NHS and pep club. And I just loved being involved. I did I did so much. But um, yeah, so I, I'm like losing my chain of thought. What was your question? When did you start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, so, like well, start cheer, coaching. Nina, so oh, okay. Cheer, <laughs> you know, when you started, uh, when did you start thinking that maybe you'd want to be a coach? So when I actually, when I graduated from high school, it was my freshman year, I went to the University of Akron and um maria boyd had reached out to me 
asking if I would help her with the middle school program. Mm. Um, she needed some assistance she had taken over. Um, so I went and I was helping her here and there. Um, she had someone else helping her before that. Um, but then once I graduated, when I turned 19, I just became her assistant. And I coached middle school probably for like seven, seven years, hmm. six years or seven yeah. years. I did it with Maria Boyd for a while. I did the program by myself for a couple years. And after that, I moved up to the high school. Okay. So I've been doing it since I was 19. Wow. So 10 years I've been wow. coaching. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I am too. I started at the high school actually, um, right out of, yeah, out of high school because I was in college my first year. Um, and I coached the freshmen at the high school for about two years. Um, and then when Nina took over at the middle school, so you took over that whole, that program, right? Mm -hmm. Once Maria left. I helped Nina at the middle school. Um, and then once Nina took the program over at the high school, I moved up to the high school with her. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of been involved like at all kinds of levels. Yeah. I, I think this is like my seventh year, I wanna say. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So did you always know you wanted to be a, to be a coach? I mean, we're gonna get into the world of education here in a yeah. moment, but the reason I'm asking is I'm in, I'm in the middle of a book right now that just talks about the power of mm -hmm. coaches. Mm -hmm. in players and, and athletes' lives, right? Or, mm -hmm. you know, we're all coaches in all aspects. Um, was there a coach that, like, played a huge role in your life that I, maybe inspired you to want to mm -hmm. coach? It's interesting. I, I never, before I was asked to coach, I had never thought about it before. But yeah. with cheer, so, like, if you play basketball and then, you know, graduate from high school, you can still play basketball or you can still go play golf or play football with cheer you can't like there's just nothing unless you cheer on the collegiate level yeah right. you know right mm -hmm. so I didn't know that I wanted to be a coach per se but what I liked about it is it was some kind of way to stay involved mm -hmm. with the sport mm -hmm. and still be a part of it um but once I started coaching you know I work with little ones so what's nice for me is that kind of get the best of both worlds. Like mm -hmm. I, I teach my first graders, but then it's just a whole different world with high schoolers and the things they're going through and, and stuff we feel like we can help them and guide them through that I don't get with my first graders. So mm -hmm. that part for me, like I've learned to really enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's an age group that I really enjoy that I don't get to teach, but I get to coach. Yeah, I feel the same way. I. I don't think I ever really thought about coaching. I don't mm -hmm. think that was something like when I was in high school or anything like that, it's not something that I was like thinking about. But then when the opportunity presented itself and I was just going to volunteer here and there with Maria, um, I mean, I had a great relationship with her um, and we built a really great friendship from doing that together. So it was fun doing it with her and the girls were amazing. Like I loved being with them all the time. So. It's, it's not something I had planned, but it just turned into like a huge part of my life doing it. Um, I think once we were at the middle school level, at that point, we kind of both would have loved to coach at the high school. We kind of aspired to like get to the high school yeah. program, um, never really thinking we would, well, you know, Nina runs that program, mm -hmm. that we would be able to take that program over. Um, so that's been really cool that we've kind of been able to work our way up to yeah. high school. Julie Hedrick was my coach in high school for my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and I think a lot of what I 
do and what we do, I think, mm -hmm. about those years that Julie did it because she did it for so long and she mm -hmm. did such an incredible job. And and I would always think back like, what would we do at camp? You know, we try to think of new traditions we could build. And I think like, gosh, what did what did Julie Hedrick do? Like, what did we do when we went to camp? And, you know, one thing that I had brought up, and this is something that I couldn't do, but something that I loved that Julie did was every year she got a big poster board. And when we went to cheer camp, this poster board was up in our hallway and she drew like little cartoons of every cheerleader on the team. Really? Every cheerleader on the team and each cheerleader had things on them that represented them. So if someone was in like leaders in action, they would have like a little pin that said LIA. Or if they had a boyfriend, there would be like a little heart that had like the boyfriend's initials in them. Like they were so... It was so cool and it was so, you know, and as you went up in the years, like it always started with the seniors and then juniors, sophomores, freshmen. Um, there was more because she got to know you better. Mm -hmm. So she got to know more about you and and she would have your hair. And I always just thought that was such a cool tradition and that stuck with me. So building tradition in our team was something that was important mm -hmm. that we really wanted to do because those are the things that we remember, mm -hmm. you know, when we were. I feel like we have, one of our biggest things too was to kind of change the stereotype because everyone knows the stereotype of the cheerleader or the high school cheerleader. Yeah. And I remember when I was in high school, like if I were to meet someone new or, you know, maybe talking to a new teacher, that was not the first thing I would say. I, I made sure of it because I knew how it would be perceived. Sure. You know, if the yeah. first thing I said was I'm a cheerleader and then everyone kind of has, you know, all these thoughts about you because of the stereotype and you know, one thing that Nina's big on, I'm big on, is we put a really big emphasis on character within mm. our team. Um, and our goal has always been to just change that stereotype. You know, we want the girls to be good leaders and respectful and kind and just just viewed in a different way mm -hmm. than your traditional cheerleader yeah. would would be viewed. Absolutely. And that's that was a very important thing for us taking over like the high school program mm -hmm. was just an emphasis on that. Yeah. And we've been so fortunate like with the girls that we've oh like gosh. had. Yeah. I mean, the last, you know, four years for me, three years for Joanna, we've had like just an incredible group of girls that have come through the program and and that part's been easy. I mean, we've got girls with yeah, some we've lucked out. outstanding character, um, you know, in cheer, but then also outside and in the classroom and in the community. So, And we talk about it, too. I mean, we've had practices where the majority of the time is taken up by just talking about these kinds of things and, and how to lead and how, you know, to conduct yourself and how certain things can be perceived. Wow. So mm -hmm. we try and do a lot of team bonding and... You know, so it's, that's not easy, but it's something we try, you know, mm. to build our program on. Yeah. So I, I love hearing that. And um, it really, I mean, it gives me the chills when I, <laughs> when I think about what you're talking about, because that's really what athletics is about, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we, we talk about all the time with, with my, my guys, my eighth graders, mm -hmm. that, you know, basketball, cheerleading, they're both fantastic sports to really you know to, and it's a good source of exercise and team bonding mm -hmm. and all of that but what are the life lessons how mm -hmm. can you use sport to teach yourself how to become the best version of yourself Absolutely. and to hear that you actually sacrifice the practice time mm -hmm. uh for those types of lessons it, it that's reassuring it, it I, I do the same thing yeah. and then i walk away like you probably do thinking oh man i gave up 30 minutes but right. those are the things that they'll remember 
you know, and you mentioned Julie Hedrick and mm -hmm. the fact that she drew those pictures and yeah. she paid close attention to detail because she took time to get to know you and Absolutely. know what you were passionate about and what you love. And she established that relationship. Mm -hmm. And th those are the same qualities that I see in, in, in the two of you. Now, you don't know this, but I'm always, you know, probing and, and prying at the high school, asking the girls, you know, how are your coaches doing? I mean, <laughs> you two are the best role models for these young women. They love you. Oh, thank you. They, thank you. They think so very highly of you and they respect you so much. And now to hear what you're doing on the flip side, you know, the, you know, to build that character and hone in on that is thank you. It is a beautiful we tell thing. them a lot and we laugh because we say all the time, you know, we'd rather you be like good young adults and you know good kids than be the best cheer squad you could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And we say all the time we have lucked out because we have phenomenal athletes. I mean, mm -hmm. our girls are awesome and they blow us away, but they're also really good kids. But we would take maybe a team that wasn't as competitive, you know, we're not doing as great at camp or in competition. You know, we would take the girls that are just really good people over being maybe the most superb team. It just, sure. they know that that matters yeah. the most to us. Well, when I, when I think about the young women that are on the team and representing our school, uh, they are, so many of them are the leaders of our, our building yeah. at the high school. Leadership is top down right? Mm -hmm. They're leaders because you are leaders and you're pouring into them and you're investing in them. And then I get the benefit from your hard work and I get to watch them lead in the classroom and in the hallways at the school. And I've watched some of your young women reach out to kids in class that were unaccepted and are, you know, a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones who are bridging that gap. It's the young women who represent our high school as cheerleaders, they're, they're reaching across the table and they're, they're bringing kids in and they're loving kids. That makes and, me really yeah, proud. That makes us happy. Thank like you I for said, we're, we're so, trying to chip away at that stereotype. Yeah, so keep chipping. Yes. <laughs> yeah, keep chipping. It's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. So you've got to be getting close to the point where you've had a few students who are now at the high school cheering. Mm -hmm. Yes. So my first class as a, you know, a classroom teacher when I started in fourth grade is the eighth graders now. But before that, I subbed. So I subbed for like a year and a half, two years before that. So I, I have girls that have you know gone through the high school. Actually, the graduating class that, that just graduated last year um, was my first permanent subbing position at Talmadge. I, I was a permanent sub in seventh grade uh, for Lindsay Rodeball. Um, and that group that just graduated was the group that I had. Um, so that was really like my first teaching experience with those kids. So to watch them grow up and then to watch them as seniors and now they're graduated and they're, you know, doing their doing incredible things like that. That's mm -hmm. a really rewarding thing. It's like something you can't really explain to somebody sure. who hasn't been there, like a yeah. kid that you watched from the age of 13 go on to just grow, just grow up and and you're just so proud of them to see them do that. And I got to watch every step of it. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, you know what, when, as I listen to you share that and I see how passionate, and you're getting close, so you're still yeah. on it. Yeah, I'm getting there. My kids are young. They're little. But to hear you talk about it, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? There are kids that are in the high school right now that I've been a part of their life since they've been in kindergarten. Yeah. You know, and that is what a privilege. It is you know, a privilege. Think about it. I mean, it is. You're right. People don't experience that. Uh, that is a whole 
new world, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's just such an honor to be a part of a child's life yeah. all the way through those different stages. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the funny thing with us both teaching here now is, you know, there's so many teachers that are still here, especially at the high school that we had when we were in high school. So it's such a <laughs> funny, like, full circle thing that now you're you're working in the same district yeah. with people that, you know, made, w- had a huge influence on your life. Yeah. And we always tell that to our girls, too, like oh my gosh, like, this is such an awesome teacher, you know, you're gonna have a wonderful year, like, they're incredible. So it's, it's nice to know who the people that, you know, our girls are in their classes and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about your, uh, your time as Talmadge students. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. you are, you are lifers, right? You've been here since kindergarten. Lifers. Yep. K-12. K-12. And then you went 15 minutes <laughs> down the beyond, road. like, yeah, like, we're still. I know, we just never left. <laughs> and it's so funny because I talk to kids all the time, like, I can't wait to graduate. I'm getting the heck out of here. I'm like, I know. Nah, nah. Yeah. They say that now. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. But uh, Talmadge has that draw. It has it that does. appeal. But, um. As you were going through um, elementary through high school, what teachers had an impact on your life? I mean, what were who were some of your favorite teachers, and what did they do? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Like this is such Are we a blessed? hard. <laughs> this is yes. I say that all the time. I never K twelve had a teacher that I disliked or was not mm-hmm. good to me. Ever. I mean, there there really was not. Everyone was wonderful. Everyone cared for us. I mean, I, I really, I cannot think of a single teacher I had K-12. Yeah. That and I did not. Along the way, I think her. I could I could go through each year of my schooling and tell you a way that a teacher impacted my life because, like Joanna said, we've had such incredible teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, a really special relationship for me is the one that I had with Maria Boyd. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had her in seventh grade. Um, she was my teacher. And then, you know, as I grew up, she became my friend, she became my colleague. And, and that's a relationship that was so special to me. And I, when I remember being in Mrs. Boyd's class and just absolutely loving it, like she was so vibrant and excited and she loved it. And it just, it made you want to be there. Um, was, not I, to interrupt, was that, was that about the time that maybe Nina, you started thinking about being a teacher? I was, I was definitely inspired by her. I felt like, um, her energy and and just, you know, just that safe environment of her room, like just how she made you feel like that was something that inspired me. And then as I got older, you know, and I was helping her, you know, in the cheer program and I'm like, yes, like I always told her, I'm like, I want to be you when I grow up because you coach cheer, you coach, like you teach. And like, (laughs) that's what I want to do. Like that's, and I'm there now, you know, I get to do, I get to teach and coach, but she was one of many, um, that I just had a really special relationship with. That's that's been. Well, was it weird? And maybe you, Joanne, you can think of a teacher as well that uh, you know, when um, now you know you go from admiring them as a teacher and they playing that, playing that role in your life, and then you become colleagues, and now you can actually <laughs> call her by her first name. Or... That's so. That is one of the hardest things. That's for me. so hard. I. It, she'll tell you to this day, like. I still go back and forth with Maria and Mrs. Boyd because like she's Mrs. Boyd and Mm -hmm. that's always one person that always did that was John Bryan. Mr. Bryan, you know, I had him when I was in the fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And when we first started, he would say, now, Nina, you got to call me John. And I'm like, that is is a 
really right. a hard thing for me to do. No, that's uh, the hardest it's thing It's very for hard. Me. You know, it's that respect level. You know, that yeah. was your teacher. That was someone that you respected, you know. Sure. So um, I do call him John now. But. Right. Now. <laughs> yeah, I just, man, Thomas teachers are just, it's just a different type. I remember when we were in high school, we were both in high school. Our mom got into a really terrible car accident. Um, and she was in the ICU for gosh, at least a week. A but week, yeah. I remember like our teachers, I remember um Mrs. Stazak, you know, pulling us out of class and and asking us, like, are you okay? Like, you know, is there anything you need? I remember, you know, house pulling us out of class, like, you know, are you guys doing okay? Like it it's it, and it was just different. I, teachers showed up to our house and brought us food. Brought mm-hmm. food. And it, I remember Senora Franks came mm-hmm. and brought us dinner. And Irene Stazak brought us food. Yep. Mm-hmm. She brought us food. So it's, like I said, it's so hard to, like, even pick one teacher because they, like, hard. everyone made a difference. Like, when I think of all the teachers I had, everyone made a difference. Mm-hmm. Truly. And I think that shows like when we went through that really hard time with our mom, like that was, that was one of the hardest things we ever went through as a family was when Mm -hmm. mom got in that car accident and Mm -hmm. she was in ICU, you know, and my dad was, you know, we were at home and, and dad was with her, you know, he was staying over there and our brother was in charge, you know, he was in college at the time when Mm -hmm. that happened and he was kind Mm -hmm. of in charge of us and, but just the family, you know, everybody just reaching out and sending food and well wishes and people checking on us during the day like that. I think that's what keeps us here is just these people and this family of this community is, is unbelievable. And those are things you don't forget, you know, when people do things like that for you, you don't forget that. Um, And we're so fortunate that we've had this big family as long as we have. Yeah, we're very fortunate. So when did the two of you decide that you want to be come teachers? That's so funny. I feel like I didn't really know that off the bat. It was kind of a lot of things that came into play with me wanting to go into education. I started off, my major was child life. Um, and those are, you know, those jobs are kind of few and far in between. Um, within the hospital, they kind of work with families and patients to sort of um, counsel them through, you know, what might be happening with their child, um, you know, in the hospital if they are having an operation, which child life specialists are amazing. They do amazing work. The thing that was hard for me was within that program, um, very few people got into that program, but they also said, if you're going to be in this program, you have to be very okay with relocating somewhere mm. that's possibly very far. So moving away from your sister. It, right. <laughs> and that, that was me, a which sounds crazy to some people because that's, you know, some people, that's what they want to do. They want to, you know, go to a new place and which is awesome. But for me, I, I didn't want to be away from my family. So if I can't get in the car and be where my family is, you know, mm-hmm. in a couple minutes, it, that's just not something I was willing to do was relocate. So I really was very interested in all my child development classes, though. That's kind of where you started with that major. Um, And then I was also very interested in all like my reading courses I took, um, which is kind of why I chose first grade, because it's very heavy in reading. Mm -hmm. So 
I think all those things sort of led me to education. Um, but I also feel like, you know, growing up, I mean, we had everything we could need. We had support. We had, you know, a safe place. And I always kind of say I feel like becoming a teacher was me sort of paying that forward. You know, not all our kids have that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our parents gave that to us and that's such a blessing that I feel like if I can keep giving that to kids who don't have it, that was kind of like what I felt like I, I should be doing. Wow. So I feel like what they gave me, I just, you know, cause I, I always thought, well, why did I get so lucky to have, you know, this great family and this great home. And so that's, you know, kind of my way of paying it forward almost. I feel like other kids like need that sure. and they don't always have that. So, wow. Yeah. That was my, my parents. And I don't even know if they know that cause I don't think I've ever told them that. That was the first that. time I've heard you say that. Yeah. I don't even think my parents know that, but Aww. that was a, a huge reason I became a teacher was wow. because of them and, and everything that really they gave to us. That's, wow. that's beautiful. That is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I, I, I never I, like, heard you say that. that with anyone really. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Aww. That is, that's powerful. And, and, you know, I just, I can't think of two more wonderful women to be in charge of these kids here. I don't know. I'm very moved by that, that, uh, that statement. How about, how about you? Um, Nina? I think that teaching was something that I'd always thought about in the back of my head. I knew that First of all, I loved school. I absolutely loved school. I loved being here. I loved my teachers. I loved my peers. Um, this was a fun place for me to be. Um, and then, you know, I went into college undecided because I kept thinking to myself, okay, you felt this way for a long time, but there's other things out there. Like you could look at other things. So mm -hmm. I went in undecided. You know, I was kind of looking around at some things. And my second semester of my freshman year, I, I thought, you know, take your intro to education courses and see how it goes, like, see how you want to do it. Um, and when I had my first field experience, like out in the field in a classroom, that's when it hit me that I was like, yeah, this is this is it. Um, I was so fortunate to do field experience out in Mogador. I was at the elementary school. I, actually, I was in a fourth grade class and the teacher was so so wonderful. She let me do so much with the kids. She would let me sit and read with them. Um, I could take groups. And this was my first field experience. And really, I was just supposed to observe. Um, and she let me do so much with them. And that's when I really got to see mm. just small glimpses of kids making progress and them building a relationship with you and like the impact you can have on them. And since then, I feel like I've just made so many connections with kids along the way. Like, it's the it's those connections with the kids that it's that's where my passion is. Mm -hmm. I love building relationships with my kids. I love getting to know them. I love I just love everything about that. Mm -hmm. So it's such a really it's such a blessing to be able to do this every day. We're so lucky. Um, I'm so lucky to have these kids like they're just unbelievable. We do. We go home and we just talk about it we all the time. We talk lot, about our yeah. kids We're like, oh, you're never going to believe what happened today. This was so funny. Like it's. Yeah, it's that relationship that has kept me with it. So to clarify for our audience, then, yeah. Joanna, you teach first grade. Uh-huh. And then, Nina, you teach fourth grade. Yes. All right, so do you have now where you, you know, do you ever, like, kind of go back to each other's classrooms now since you probably have some of her students, right? Oh, yeah. Room, then... I think last year, was it last year, the first year you 
she had my first group of kids okay. uh-huh. that I tra- taught my first year of teaching, mm-hmm. which is really funny. So some of our kids have had like both Mr. Falcos. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. And sometimes we have siblings. Like this year we have a few set of siblings. Yes. Um, and that's really funny to talk to parents about that because things get pretty it's confusing. So confusing. At home. Yeah. <laughs> like when we send things home, I mean, they're both signed by Mr. Falcos. So. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, it's, I can see how the wires could get crossed. Though. It gets yeah. crossed, but yeah, it's fun. Like, if Joanna ever comes up, you know, she will come up and see the kids, and that's all, they love to see her. That's yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids get really excited. They, My kids think we're twins. Yeah. I keep telling them, like, we're not twins, but because we're sisters, I think they assume we're twins. But yeah, they'll say, like, my kids will say, oh, I saw your sister in the hallway. She says hi. And so they, they do know Nina, too. Yeah. It's funny because sometimes I think some of the little kiddos just associate, like, if I know, you know, first grade Mr. Falco, well, then fourth grade Mr. Falco knows me too. So yes. I have kids come up to me all the time, just yeah. give hugs and like, hi, Mr. Falco. And, and that's always so cute. They just associate us together. Yes. And that's fun. That is, that's funny. <laughs> you know, the other day I was here for the little dribblers, first and second. Uh, it was the mm-hmm. first graders. And yeah. uh, I happened to know one of the kids. Yeah. He goes to my church, but he didn't know that he knew me. So I looked at him and I'm like, hey, I know you. We go to the same church. And he goes, you know me? And I go, yeah. I go, I know your dad. And the kid next to him goes, you know his dad? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, I know his mom. Yep. Yeah. And he goes, and then the next kid goes, well, I know his mom. And then all of a sudden uh-huh. I've got kids. They're like naming kids oh, yeah. that aren't even there. Like, well, I know so-and-so's parent. And I'm like sitting there watching this whole conversation. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, this is oh, the funniest thing. But how to manage this all day, every day would it's be. something. <laughs> whole, like whole group lessons in first grade, you really do. <laughs> like it's a Change skill to lot. learn. Okay, this one has their hands up. You asked what their question is. And it's like. <laughs> Totally something you were not talking about, like a random fun fact. And you're like, all right, love it. That was awesome. So back, like, it's really a skill to bring it back because with that, I mean, it's so funny, though. Like, that's, like, the fun part of teaching, like, really young ones is they're just so pure and Mm -hmm. they, it's just fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're fun. What would the two of you say, well, first of all, how long have you been teaching? Well, we've both been teaching five years. Yeah. This is our fifth year. We mm-hmm. got hired. So we actually got hired on the same day, 20 minutes apart. Oh, wow. On the same day. Yeah. It just so happened that um, we, Talmadge, I mean, the year we got hired, Talmadge had so many job openings, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there was at least... 15 to 20 people yeah. in our like hiring yeah. class. Now that you mention it, uh, now I remember. Yeah. I, I do remember that first uh, meeting when we were over at the high school and they were introducing all the new mm-hmm. teachers and it yes. just went on forever. There yeah. were there were so many job openings and it just so happened that there were openings in both of our licensure areas. Mm-hmm. Um which of course, I mean, this is who wouldn't want to work in this district. So, you know, we both applied for you know, jobs within our, our licensure areas. And we did, we ended up getting hired on the same day. That was, who was hired first? So this, this is what happened. Uh I got called first, but I was at the high school and didn't get the call because you know, the service at the high school. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so I got called first, but then Joanna got called 
and you had answered yeah. and got offered her job. So then like 20 minutes later, I had seen that I had the missed call and I called back and then I got hired. So technically yeah. Joanna got hired first. <laughs> technically, yes. There was no plenty. Like you didn't go right. and say, you know, I, hey, I got hired. You didn't. Oh, wait, I, you didn't. Right, right. But I mean, just so funny, like. People probably think, of course, they work together. They <laughs> do everything they else together. together. <laughs> um, but I promise it happened kind of by chance. Yeah. But, yeah, that was That, that was, was pretty cool. cool. That yeah. was fun. By chance or divine intervention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's too, So as you reflect back on your, your first five years of teaching, mm-hmm. what, what would you say is, what's one of the more difficult things for you to deal with as, as educators? I mean... <sighs> You always have your good days and your hard days. I think in general, I mean, COVID has been very tough. And I think all teachers feel that way. But just, well, for one, the fact that it's just gone on for so long. I think we kind of thought, oh, this will be this year. And then next year we're back to normal. Um, Just like making sure all your kids are learning. And some are there and some are not there. And it's just been a lot like things just keep getting piled on and things keep changing and trying to stay afloat through that has Mm -hmm. been like such a challenge. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's been difficult. I think, I think the hardest thing for me is like, I, I, like we talked about before, like I love to build relationships with my kids, but then sometimes like those hardships that kids are going through at home and you know learning about that and and kids opening up to you about that and having to navigate that can be very difficult Mm -hmm. you know because i love my kids i do and you know to know some of the things that they have to deal with day to day is is hard to deal with it's Mm -hmm. hard um because i take that home with me and that's i try not to but i that's just Mm -hmm. who i am and that can be very difficult you know they're like your kids, you know, you sure. want them to be happy and healthy and safe. And that's not always the case. And and we don't always have control over that, you mm-hmm. know, and that has been something that's been difficult mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You, you do feel helpless. Yeah. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, even at the high school level, and I'm the same way. I mean, they're my kids, mm-hmm. right? I tell them that all the time. I call them like, you're my kids. And then they're my kids' kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got mm-hmm. two kid kids at home, but That's you're right. all my kids, and I love you. <laughs> and and you know when you hear about and you see them struggle with the realities of life, um, you do. You just want to take them all home. It's and, so true. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, I'm not a parent yet, and I know how much my heart aches for my students. Like, I can't imagine what that heartache is like as a parent. Like, to watch your kids struggle or go through. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those hardships and some of them are just the growing pains of growing up, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah, I, I can't imagine how hard that is as a parent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, it, it really is an amazing thing that the two of you are here and <laughs> you are together and you've been able to maintain this relationship. But, you know, you mentioned earlier yeah. that you are making a pretty big life change. <laughs> yes, I in, am. In June, right? July. Uh, July. Yes. July. This summer. <laughs> this summer. You know, you're marrying this young man, Nick. Yes, I this am. This lucky young man. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Nick. Yeah. So Nick, uh, Nick and I actually met first when we were in college. Um, we kind of ran around with the same friend group. We were acquaintances, like we knew of each other, but never really, um, we never hung out or anything like that. Um, actually, we were both dating other people at the time. Um, and then 
as I had my teaching job, we had kind of reconnected, you know, found each other on social media, that sort of thing, and had started spending time together. And then, you know, here we are like three and a half years later and engaged. Um, Nick is a wonderful man. He's, you know, he's my best friend. Um, he is so, he's so supportive. I mean, you know, we talk about our parents and how much they support us and, you know, Nick's there too. I mean, Nick's at the games, you know, mm -hmm. and he's watching the cheerleaders and that's, he's always there, you know, he's, he's a huge support system for me too. Um, he works for PCC airfoils, mm -hmm. um, in Minerva. Um, and right now he's an operations manager there. He started as an engineer. And when I met him, he was an engineer, um, and has kind of worked his way up there and he's an operations manager now. So wow. he's wonderful. He fits right in with our family. Yeah, he does fit right in. It was funny. You know, one of the, <laughs> I just had my 10 year class reunion over the summer. <laughs> um, and I brought Nick with me and it was great seeing everybody. That was so fun. But one of, one of the <laughs> funniest things that came out of that was, you know, some of the guys that I went to high school with were like, how, what was it like asking Mr. DeFalco <laughs> to marry Nina? Like that was, that was the biggest question that everybody asked. Like, how did that go? And, and how did it go? I'm, it went great. Um, <laughs> I mean, my, <laughs> obviously it's a Because yes, if but, it went any other way. <laughs> I was no. going to ask how it went when he asked you for uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was... <laughs> wild I oh he actually did he didn't ask me but he told me but Nick is very funny because Nina was quite literally like in the other room like she got up and went to the bathroom and we were sitting in the living room and he was just like hey and I was like what and he's like I'm probably gonna propose to Nina like like pretty soon and I'm like I have all these questions but she's literally I mean you can hear everything in our apartment no matter where you are and I'm like when do you have the ring? Like, I'm asking him all these questions. Like, of course he doesn't have the answers to any of them. He's like, no, I just got, I mean, like soon, probably soon. And Nina walked in and she was like, are, is, are you guys okay in here? Like, yeah, no, every, everything's fine. So, Dropped a bomb. That's very nice. I mean, of course I was thrilled. I mean, Nick is like another brother to me. I mean, he takes care of me like my brother would. Um, and like, you know, we're joking about not knowing what to do when we don't live together. But it was Nick who said, no, I mean, you're absolutely living with us. And I'm like, well, I think you guys need to be like newlyweds and be married and, and, you know, you know, find, do life together and figure that out. And he's like, no, I mean, he just, it's funny that he, it's like he feels guilty not bringing me with you guys. So. He's um, great. And yeah, he's wonderful. He does. He fits in wonderful. Um, he he's very close to my family. Um, actually, like so close to my family. He actually on Thanksgiving, he asked my brother to be his best man oh, really? in our wedding. Oh, wow. So that was that was so exciting and emotional. And, you know, they've become so close. And that's been really exciting for me. So that is exciting. Yeah, he's just another part of the family yeah. already. So we're full going wedding planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wedding planning has been something that I'm very lucky that I have people to help me because yeah. it mm -hmm. is 
Ooh, there's a lot to do. There is a lot that's to a lot. do. There's yeah. a lot to do. Nick's got the easy job. He just has to say, yes, dear. Yes, uh, dear. Yes. That's yes, dear. Exactly you know, I give, I give him some jobs, though. And yeah, I, I tell does. him, like, yeah, hey, can he you does. talk to this person? Can you reach out to the, this person? And he does. He does a really nice job. So <laughs> uh, he does so. good. He's wonderful. Well, I got to tell you, this has been a very fast, almost hour that we've spent together. Have we been has sitting? it been an hour? Yeah, that's it's crazy. Been, it's getting but... close to it. Um, and I just... I love the energy and the passion that the two of you have. Uh, and to hear that you are this excited about the impact that you're having in the lives of your children and mm-hmm. in your your uh, your athletes is, is so inspiring. And I know people, as they listen to it, they're going to be equally inspired and thankful. Uh, don't be surprised if there's going to be a lot of people requesting, you know, the DeFalcos for their kids' <laughs> teachers coming up. Um, but, you know, before we do conclude, I like to just kind of finish with a few other, like, just get to know you kind of questions. Sure. Okay. And so being that you are an avid reader, mm-hmm. okay, are both of you avid readers? I am not an avid reader. No. Joanna I, is I more of a reading. reader. Well, Joanna, what, what book, what is the one book that you cannot, that you, what would be your number one book that you would recommend? This is so funny. Cause this, I say this every time someone asks me, I recommended this book to so many people, 10% happier by Dan Harris. That has been, Wow. That changed so much for me. So it's about like dealing with anxiety. Um, In Dan Harris, um, who was a news anchor, he had horrible anxiety Hmm. that I'm pretty positive he ended up having like a panic attack on air. Um, And so it's kind of a funny book too. Like it makes you feel maybe less self-conscious about your anxiety. Um, I had never like really been had anxiety before, but once I got into college, it was such a transition mm-hmm. that I started getting into like self help books. I love self help books, but that's a really, really good one for okay. anyone struggling with anxiety. Wow. That one I might be ordering that here in a couple minutes. <laughs> I love that book. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Nina, how about you? Um, like, like I said, I'm not like an avid reader. Usually if I do read, I like to read like a, you know, a nice novel, like a fantasy or something like that. I'm more of like, I'm more of a podcast listener. I like to listen to podcasts. One that I love is Armchair Expert, Jack Shepard. That's Mm -hmm. one that I listen to all the time. really good one. I love, he'll talk to like a celebrity on Mondays and then Thursdays he comes out with like a episode with an expert some sort of expert a doctor something like that um those are always super interesting and you get to learn about all different perspectives of different people and different um jobs that people have i love that um one the one podcast from him that really was it's my favorite one is the one that he did with ali raisman um the gymnast um and she kind of talked about you know, the abuse that she went through when Mm -hmm. she was, you know, in gymnastics. And that was, it was so powerful to listen to and, and everything that she went through and she still deals with to this day. That was, that was a really powerful um, podcast for me to listen to. Yeah. I need to tweak the question because not, you know, I love to read, but Mm -hmm. then I'm also a podcast consumer Uh myself. You know, I always tell the kids I'm attending podcast university. (laughs) So, you know, I like to hear about, you know, new, new podcasts. That's a new, yeah, I, I would say within the last couple of months, we both kind of have gotten into podcasts Mm -hmm. and I do, I listen to armchair expert just about every morning. It's nice because I feel like I'm so busy that I don't always get to sit down and read a book, but yeah. I will like listen to a podcast in the mm-hmm. morning, like before work while, you know, I'm getting ready. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, armchair expert, if that one's awesome. Yeah, it's just so convenient to have such a wealth of knowledge out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can find anything on everything. Uh, yeah. It's such a great uh, tool to use. Um, what about a piece of advice that you might have for our listeners? Has, has somebody shared, like, maybe a mantra or a mm-hmm. piece of advice with you, or do you have a quote that you live by? Or I think something that I've learned um, as I've become an adult, and this is something that I have to live by, is is to not let anyone else determine what you can and cannot do. Mm. Um, only you can determine what you can and cannot do or what you will and will not do. I think that, you know, as I got older, I, I kind of, I, I listened to a lot of other people about, you know, what they felt I should be doing or, you know, I, I struggled a lot in my student teaching, actually. My student teaching was something that was really difficult for me. And there were a lot of people around me in that environment saying, yeah, I don't know if you're cut out for this. Like, I don't know mm. if this is for you. I, I don't think that maybe you should look at something different other than teaching. Um, and it, it was very hard to get through. But now I kind of, I think that, you know, no one can really make that determination right. about you except yourself. You know, mm-hmm. if you you put your mind to something and you want to do it, you can do it, you know. Um, and I can't imagine my life without teaching now. Mm. And if, if I would have listened to somebody back then that told me that, my life would be so different and just not as full. So, wow. yeah, that's something that I live by. That's uh, <laughs> to hear that. I mean, I, and I get mm-hmm. it because I actually had somebody tell me the same thing yep. as well. And um, and you just kind of want to go back and say, you know what? You know, I didn't let your words yep. hold me back because Absolutely. now think of the lives that you've impacted. How yeah. many lives and how many lives you will continue to influence. And um, we're very thankful that you didn't listen to them. Thank you. It's great advice. <laughs> right. Um, this was a hard question. I I try to think of like the things that I tell our girls, more so at the high school, the advice you give, you know, first graders can be quite different than <laughs> what you're giving to young adults <laughs> yeah. that are about to be out in, in the world. But um, I try and tell our girls all the time, you know, not that this point in your life defines you, but how you treat people and the choices you make and your actions, they affect your future and, and they affect you know, how people perceive you and, you know, how people view you. You know, we have that conversation like with social media a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I say that because I feel like the people, the teachers in my experience in high school really shaped me as as a person. It took effect on a lot of things in my life in a positive way. So, you know, for like our students, I always say, you know, what you do now and what you involve yourself in now mm-hmm. and how you treat people now, especially that one, it's it, it's, it makes an effect on your future and, and who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And those things are like important. So not to waste, you know, that, that time when you're young because it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as you're speaking and as I think about some previous conversations that we've had, yeah. you know, as we continue to pour into our students and then pour into our athletes, Mm-hmm. Um, kids need to keep hearing that that message. They need to know that there are consequences yes. to yeah. their decisions, but they need they need guidance along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, so many mm-hmm. of our kids are just on an island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and they they need young teachers who are you know inspiring and encouraging, like the two of you, to continue to pour into them. Because coming from you, 
it means the world and it and it has an impact and pl- and you just got to keep planting those seeds it's just yeah i think that and that's why i enjoy being with the high school you know girls as well because you know it's we're still young enough to where we can remember when we were going through those same things mm-hmm. <clears throat> and sometimes i think it's important for them to see someone you know on the other side like hey we've been there that's happened and it's you know it's gonna be okay yeah like you're gonna look back on this when you're our age and you yep. and it's gonna be okay so that's you know something I always try and tell you know our high school girls and so I'm I'm glad to be a part of their lives in that way mm-hmm. it's neat to hear you say that because you know one of the things that I'm experiencing now is <laughs> the age gap it's getting a lot wider right <laughs> and the you know I, you try to stay as relatable as you possibly can but yeah. you just can't you mm-hmm. know when you get to a certain age yeah mm-hmm. um you you there's just a whole different feeling yeah and you'll uh-huh. you'll get there yeah. Many many years from now, right? <laughs> You'll understand what, what this is like, but it uh, it is to have young, inspired teachers who are on here. They're just on mission, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pouring into kids and leading our youth. Um, it goes a long way. It makes a huge difference. And again, kind of going for a cir- full circle, I see it. I see the seeds that you're planting. I see them growing at the high school and the young women that you are a part of. And I know that I speak on behalf of all of the families who are involved with Talmadge Sports and Talmadge Cheer, you know, and saying thank you for spending the countless hours pouring into the athletes and then pouring in to our kids. Um, We appreciate that. Thank you. You two are truly amazing. And uh, I am so happy that we had a chance to talk. This was yeah, so this great. Has been awesome. I know. Thank you for having us. Well, yes, thank you. You know, the respect level has always been high, but it is through the roof for the two of you right now. I'm so thankful for you. And I know our listeners are going to enjoy this and they are going to walk away from this episode again, being so thankful that we have such quality people here in Talmadge leading our kids. So, hey, I want to thank you for joining us for this episode. And please do me a favor, share this one. Let people hear the passion that these young women have for the kids whose lives they are changing. Uh, So thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at at Mr. Horner the Teacher or on Twitter at THS Mr. Underscore Horner for podcast updates blog updates, and more information about our guests. If you liked what you heard, I would appreciate if you give us a review and share the episode. Help me get the message out about how incredible our community is and how awesome our teachers are. If you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to past interviews. There are a lot of amazing people that we've had the privilege of interviewing. Until next time, go Blue Devils.